Welcome to episode 9, season 3 of the Fantasy Football Hangover podcast. We have a special guest who knows way more about FPL than we do. Not difficult, let's be honest. We finally conclude who would win in a fight between Scott Parker and Frank Lampard. We look ahead to game week 11. We speak to one of the top 200 managers in FPL and lots more. Let's go! Here we are, Fantasy Football Hangover, Season 3, Episode 9. I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Rich Clark, with an E. How are you, Rich? I'm very well, Rob. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. It's December the 2nd, so the Advent calendar is open. And we also have a special guest in the shape of FPL. Well, no, I won't say that. And as someone who knows a fair few things about FPL, and knows a lot about football in uh, TV presenter, Olivia Bazaglo. Hi, Olivia. How are you? Uh, hello. I'm really good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. We're all right. All right. Thank you for coming along. Um, Olivia is a, in our FPL All-Star League, and I'm really trying hard to avoid the word expert. Should put a bit of context in there. We had a little chat with Olivia. We famously aren't experts, so... You probably know a lot more about FPL than us. Um, and, you know, with that in mind, we're wondering if you'd help us with our 1660. Of course I will. I've got two people in mind. Let's go. All right. So first up, I've got Lucas Fabianski. He is uh, probably my all-time FPL favourite goalkeeper. He's in good form. A couple of clean sheets in the last three. He's only 4% owned. They've got United at home, but then they've got Leeds and Palace. And then second, I think everyone's picked Diego Jota. He's up to 26% owned, but he's playing there at Anfield against Wolves and they've got Fulham and Tottenham. So go on, Olivia. Um, my first pick is Bruno. Um, great form and away fixture. I think in the 11 away games he's played for United, he's returned eight double digit hauls, which is just mad. Got West Ham away who are in good form, but I still think you've got to go Bruno. And my second one was Diogo Jota. Great value. He's under 7 million for, for a player who does play up front as well. Um, yeah, and a home game against Wolves. Got something to prove. Okay, I have gone for Gabriel, Jesus Christ, Jesus even, uh, at Man City, 9.3 million, only 1.7% owned. They've got Fulham, Man United and West Brom next. And then I've gone for a Regulon, is that how you say it? Left back at Spurs, 5.4% owned, 5.6 million, and he's scoring even when they don't court, score clean sheets. Keep clean sheets even. There you go. There you go. Six Done. tips for all listeners to help hopefully improve their teams. So you, you, you go. double, double tips on Jota. I yeah, just, yeah, I think you've got him, haven't you? Proud to say I've got him. Proud to say. You got him ahead of the curve. I, I got him ahead of the curve, but I just think, I, I mean, I think he was the most transferred in player last week. And I just think his ownership now is going to keep on going up because for under 7 million, it's just stupid really, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I haven't got him at the moment, but I have got Grealish and I'm wondering with this COVID outbreak oh. in the game going back, whether to bring Jota in, which mm. feels like a kind of sensible move. Yeah, for anyone that might have missed that, the um, Newcastle Villa is currently postponed. There's a rumour it might be played early next week, so the end of game week. We're, look, we're looking ahead to 10, 11. 11, sorry. Um, yeah, so he, he that may happen, so 
bit of you could play them and then hope you got players on the bench. I don't know. What what do you two think? Do you think they'll go ahead? I I don't know if it'll go ahead. I don't know. It's 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 a difficult one, but I think with me, I'm, I know a lot of people have a lot of Villa players in their team. You know, you look at the target, Martinez, Grealish, Watkins. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky as in I've only got like Wilson as well for Newcastle is very popular. I've only got Jack Grealish. And one thing I've learned this season was to have a good squad and not just a good first 11. And it, that way I can... Listen, the player coming on to my starting eleven isn't. It's Max Kilman. I didn't want to play him against Liverpool, but I don't want to waste a transfer. I've been wasting far too many transfers this year, and I just want to put Grealish on my bench. And I think I'm lucky that I can just make that move and, and just be okay with that, rather than having to, you know, take some hits to get him out. Yeah, yeah. Olivia, I saw you. Uh, obviously, as we mentioned, you're in our All Star League. You took an eight point hit ahead of. I don't. Ten. I don't, I, I can't even tell you, I never take hits. But right. when I say that I, I needed a good squad, it, had I not taken that hit, I wouldn't have been able to do what I'm doing this week. So I, I looked at it as I want to bring in Vardy because of the fixtures and I bought in Jota as well. So I think, and I had Kane, so it did pay off in a way. I, I got more points from the players I bought in, yeah. but I did it more so for the future as well, not just for that game week and had I not have done that, like I said, I wouldn't be in a position to just drop Grealish to my bench. I would have had to transfer him out because I wouldn't have anyone on my bench that was going to play. But I I never take hits, but I felt like last week it was necessary. Was it a um, after a couple of glasses of wine on the Friday night? <laughs> yeah, it actually wasn't. I was debating. As soon as I saw, it got to Monday before the game week and I was like, right, I was like, I need to do something here. And there was a few players I wanted to get out. I didn't want Son and Kane. I didn't want them both. Um I think we're sort of over that period now where it's necessary to have both Son and Kane. Um, yeah. Although I might be regretting taking Kane out against Arsenal because he loves a goal. Oh, always scores against Arsenal. But I've got Son, so I'm hoping that Son comes through. But yeah, um, it was a decision I made and I was pretty set on it. I was just waiting for, for press conferences and injuries and stuff like that. But I'm very glad I did it, especially now with that game potentially being postponed or not playing in game week 11, um, that I did that. And do you have, we haven't really mentioned this, so you're, you're a Chelsea fan, as your top suggests. Um, and <laughs> do you have any kind of um, rules? So Rich is an Arsenal fan and will stubbornly resist any Spurs players in his FPL team. Do you have anything like that? It's, it's been you killing know, me for years. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was sort of the opposite where I, the season that Chelsea was so bad in 15-16, I had a rule where I had to have three Chelsea players in my team, which is absolutely ridiculous. And I had Eden Hazard that year, who by that season was just so far off his standards. He was absolutely yeah. rubbish. But every week I was like, oh, he'll score next week. He's got to score at some point. And that just, but now I actually don't. Like I always try and fit one Chelsea player in there. I've actually got two in my team now, yeah. but Chelsea are playing well, so I can sort of justify it. Like they are getting me points. Um, but I don't have... I don't really like having too many Liverpool, but last season it was necessary. So yeah. I actually just got an FBL head on rather than a Chelsea head on um, when I play the game now, which I think goes in my advantage. Great, <laughs> Definitely. Great team name as well. I love oh, it. Thank you. <laughs> Netflix and Chilwell. Do you know, it was a, to it was a, to it was a toss up between, um, oh, what was it? I had a, it was Netflix and Chilwell and... Another bad pun. It's always got to be. Yeah, it was another bad one, but it was another Chelsea <laughs> player. And then I went into um, my like work chat, the Premier League Production League, and about five people had this other name. So I was like, right. no. 
I was like, I can't. And I'm, I'm glad I went to Chilwell because I went it before he signed for Chelsea or I was thinking about it before he signed for Chelsea and I was like, it would just be perfect yeah. if oh, Ben Chilwell signed yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, that's the dream. So I was like, done. We had, a, <laughs> we had a player in a friends league last season who, for me, had one of the best puns and I've never seen it anywhere else. It was, for me, yes. No, sorry. For you, yes. For me, no. Oh, that's so good. That's good. That's very good. I love that. You get it, you know. And um, and Rich, you've been doing a little bit of research on uh, Olivia's heritage, haven't you? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we talked. Um, we talked, didn't we? Uh, just before the show about your dad being Gibraltese. Um and of course your dad is a hero, isn't he? In Surrey, an absolute <laughs> FA Cup legend. So for listeners who, who aren't aware, uh, Olivia's dad Tim turned out for for Woking for for many years before his career was curtailed by injury, and he saw. Sort of Big moment was uh, 1991 FA Cup tie, trailing 1-0 to West Bromwich Albion, second half hat-trick to win 4-2 and and go on to play Everton in the fourth round. I mean, what what a story. That's amazing. I know. Like, even, like, he hates it. I can't even tell you. Like, he was so, even at the time, he just hates any attention. He doesn't like anyone. He, like, didn't like doing any interviews or anything like that. I think now he's sort of, and, like, since we were born and like known about it and like obviously grown up working in football my sisters um are both like like love sport as well so we um we absolutely love it and like, i'm such a proud daughter every time the third round of the fa cup comes around because he's in every paper or people want to interview him and he's sort of come around to it now that like he knows how to, he knows what to say they ask him the same questions every year but it's actually 30 years um in january so it's it's, it's a big milestone um and it's all over my social media every single year i just like such a proud daughter um but yeah like he goes down as an fa cup legend which is mad (laughs) it's awesome and and he's a he's a local guy as well isn't he born in surbiton so woking is just around the corner can he can he walk down woking high street without being mobbed (laughs) (laughs) he can he always bumps into someone he knows and he doesn't really like going down to to watch games we used to go down to woking a little bit and and he would hate it and they'd sing his name and the announcer would announce that he was there and he would just hate any attention um but um yeah he's 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 better with it now and and it's it's nice it's nice for us as well like i really enjoy it and and it is it's a really nice story like it doesn't happen to many people so for it to be dad it's yeah it's really it's, nice. uh, you know it's 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 club folklore isn't it yeah. it's fa cup folklore which is just just brilliant and and you yeah. had a, a successful football career before you switched your <laughs> attentions to presenting as well i read somewhere that you had one season at, at maidenhead where you scored 23 goals in 22 games which wow. is not yeah. too shabby i know <laughs> i think i take after my dad yeah i played i played football all the way up from from when i was young i've got a really funny story i keep telling people this not bragging but <laughs> when i was really young i did like ballet and dance and i somehow made the switch to football I've got no idea how I did it but I must have just shown an interest and asked my dad to sort of take me down and he said I would get two pound a goal and I scored eight in my first game (laughs) (laughs) and he was like you're not getting two pound a goal you're getting 50p a goal from now on and I was like okay that's fine um but yeah I played football pretty much all the way up until um came out of uni um and then I think when you work in football you have to make a choice and I sort of started going out and you know all of that and I was like hung over on weekends and and now I work weekends so I I just had to make a choice and I still love playing like I play five aside and seven aside like at work and stuff and um, I don't miss 11 aside I just did miss playing football so I'm glad I got back into that Um, but I had to pick between the two and, and working in football was always a priority. 
Yeah, and it feels like that's working out really well for you. I mean, what, uh, your career today has been incredible. And, yeah, you I, know, it must be amazing to just, you know, front the FPL show and just talk I, about that every day. Honestly, sometimes, like, I just... Because it is literally my dream job. Like, I, I always knew, like, you always know what you want to do or, like, what you dream. Like, do you know what I mean? And you just don't think that's ever going to happen. And sort of the way I did it was sort of lucky in a way, just knowing someone or meeting someone that, that worked at Premier League Productions because I didn't even know it existed before before that moment. Um, I think more people now know about it. Um, but yeah, my career, especially in the last couple of years, has just gone from strength to strength. And I honestly sometimes sit there and I'm like, I literally talk about Fantasy Premier League for a living. Like, that's my job. And <laughs> I speak to Pep Guardiola and Frank Lampard and, and Ian Wright. And I'm just like, what? Sometimes I do sit back and I'm like, I, I am very grateful and, and I feel so lucky um, to do the job that I do. But yeah, it is. It's literally a dream come true. Well, it's, it's a lot of hard work to, to, to get to where you are from what I've read. And I think, you know, a lot of the listeners will be very familiar with the show and will agree you're an excellent host. So very well merited. Oh, thank you. Does it ever get competitive in those situations when you're with other, um, you know, other hosts chatting FPL? Does it ever, is there ever kind of a competitive edge of like, I'm going to get this right because I got it wrong last week? Or, or is it all quite friendly? Is it, is it kind yeah. of a friendly vibe? It's still quite friendly. Yeah. yeah, it's me and another girl called Anita um, that do but do the FPL bits in the morning, um, right. and and it's pretty. It's all pretty friendly. I think personally, if I'm like the only thing that I'd say is if I'm giving people like hints and tips, and if it works out, I make people very aware of it because we get so much <laughs> criticism if you tell someone to do something. I mean, last season I remember. Pookie was on a massive run and I told everyone to captain him and he scored a hat-trick against Newcastle and I literally went straight on there and was like haha told you so <laughs> because there has been plenty of times where I've said something and got it wrong and, and people actually listen you you sort of put it out there and you, you're not sure whether you know you're just doing it and people are just watching but people actually listen and actually make decisions based on what you're saying so I've got it wrong plenty of times, but between presenters and hosts is apart from a little competitive edges in, I want to beat you in our league because yeah. we're supposed to be the experts. Right. Um, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, we should, um, that probably takes us quite nicely onto our feature. We hold for uh, a lot of our guests, which is five aside where we have, uh, you can choose um, numbers one to five. Uh, we've got some questions tailored for you which Rich and I will fire in your direction. So, Rich, if you want to go first, Olivia, if you want to choose yeah. a number between one and five. Oh, uh, let's go number three. All right, number three. So you've interviewed many pro players and managers. Who has smelt the best? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, this was kind of based on that, you know, that whole Cordini thing about Van Dyke. I don't know if you've heard that or read that, that... He often says how he's really annoying because he's such a good player. And not only that, he smells very good as well, which as soon as you read that, you're like, yeah, I can believe that. He looks like a man who looks after himself. Yeah, I've read a couple of things with other Liverpool players saying that, you know, he's always immaculately groomed when he comes into the dressing room. Yeah. He's a guy who looks after himself. I can believe that. Definitely. I mean, obviously, I would that's say... a question to answer in current times. If you've got a face covering on, it's not easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I go back to when we were allowed to interview and, and I was allowed to be close to yeah. um, the players in an interview, I would say, do you know, it's not... It's a manager. And I think because... He just, I, and I know obviously it was at a training session and, and I had a chat with Antonio Conte after um, and he just smelt 
amazing. I mean, I feel a bit weird saying this. He did, <laughs> he did feel like, but he did out of everyone I spoke to that day because I had a little chat with them all. Um, yeah. He was the one that stood out, smelled lovely. Did it smell expensive? Yes. I mean, you'd hope Very. that age and stage of his yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And just looking at him, you know, you, you definitely think, yeah, yeah, you smell good. And he, he likes, does, uh, so. Yeah. He likes a nice, clean-cut, tailored yeah. suit as well, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. That, that he really definitely does. fits. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to pick another number other than three? Let's go number five. Yeah, you, you work every day with a team of FPL obsessives. Mm. Who takes it the most seriously? That's really hard because a lot of, like, in the office... A lot of just like my friends that aren't on screen take it possibly the most serious I've ever, ever seen anyone take the game. Yeah. Constantly like, who are you captaining? What are you moves this weekend? And I'm like, oh my God, just leave me. Oh, I'm stressed out, too stressed by this game. Yeah. Um, but out of like, out of like presenters, I think J Jules Breach takes it quite seriously. Okay. And oh, Jules Breach takes it quite seriously. And... But she like loves it as well. Like it's not like a very serious like. Um, most of the players, the big players that do it, I yeah. don't think they don't they don't run their own teams. I think that's like a, okay. like a yeah. So they're, they're in they're in obviously all these all these leagues. But I, I think it's someone else that does it for them. Um, yeah, because I I think there's a real danger, and I'm guilty of it as well, of letting it ruin your. No. Oh, every single every. Do you know it's rid actually ridiculous? Like the first thing I do when someone scores is go on my FPL points and see if it's refreshed to see who like how many I've got. Yeah. Honestly, it does. It it's like it's like watching Chelsea. Like for me, if Chelsea lose or draw, it ruins my whole weekend, no matter what happens. And if my FPL captain blanks in the first game, I yeah. literally it just. I just don't even want to like, talk to anyone about it. And I've got group chats <laughs> going off because everyone knows who everyone's captained. Everyone knows who's getting, they got in their teams and they're straight on a WhatsApp chat, just giving it the big one when you're captain. Like one of my friends, bless him. Captain Dolly Watkins <laughs> against oh, West no. Ham. Cool. And honestly, he got it so badly in our WhatsApp chat just for, for the whole, you know, thought he was going brave a little bit out of the box and yeah. it just backfired so badly. So, oh, so I've, got new, is, I've got a new rule to try and avoid ruining my weekends where I only captain the player, a player from the last three fixtures. So I yeah. it all weekend. That's that I'm trying it this season and I mean, I had Grealish uh, for game week 10, so it worked out quite nicely. Oh, nice. I, I had Vardy and I'm, I, I don't really, I, I don't really look at the timings of games, but I think I need to go more on form over fixtures. I think that's a problem. Like, I look at fixtures and go, oh, well, he must score. And, and the Vardy against Fulham was a classic example of why you don't do that. But yeah. I mean, he got an assist. Um, and they have got good fixtures coming up, Leicester. Um, yeah. That's why I, I got him in, but I think when it comes to the cap, your captain, just pick someone that's in form. Um, and I'll, you say that I'm captaining Kevin De Bruyne this weekend. Um, but not... I could, I mean, you could say he's in form. We got two assists against B Burnley, yeah. and I fully expect him to get that, if not more, against Fulham. But uh, yeah, two, uh, assists for big players. I always feel like the next week they're going to get a goal. I don't know why. Yeah. Kind of not really based. He on... should have scored as well against Burnley, didn't he? Hit the post. A I yeah. think he hit the post once in the last <laughs> minute, and I was just like. <laughs> But yeah, he is my captain, so I'm praying that Fulham sort of go back to the the Fulham they've been for the you know the past couple of games, bar the Leicester game, really. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. We've got one, two, and four left. This one's for you, Rich. Number one. 
Number one. Right. So other than fans back in stadia, what change or changes would you like to see in the Premier League or FPL in the 2021-22 season? I've got a good one. And I keep saying this. Well, it's not a good one. I just don't understand how you're not you don't get minus points for giving away a penalty. Explain that to me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's a, a rule point. change that every time it goes down, I'm like, you get criticised for, or you get like minus points for missing a penalty. You should get, you should get minus points for for giving away a penalty. You get an assist for winning a free kick. Free kicks are different. I don't think you should, you know, get minus points for giving away, obviously. But a penalty, I think next season you should get minus one or two for giving away a penalty. I like that. We we've said previously, kind of on the other side of the coin, of getting one bonus point if you hit the post or the bar. I think that, that'd be yeah. nice, a nice little addition, wouldn't it? Because if you don't watch every game, you're like, oh, I didn't realise I'd done that. Or or clearing the ball off the line, you could get a little bonus point for that. Or I know it's loosely based on those moments, but yeah. just I don't know, just one of those things would, would be great. But they, yeah, I think they changed the rule with assist, didn't they? There used to be a thing where if you won the penalty and took it, you got both. Get these- both. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, the goal, but that that no longer happens. That got wiped out for some reason. I don't know. And, and that, that penalty one, I think it's happened a lot this season where I just, yeah, I just think that is, that's a, a rule change that makes sense. Yeah. To, I agree. To get yeah, it's, a couple, it's yeah. Critical mistake, isn't it? it should that's be a massive, yeah. And even if, I think even if they, they miss the penalty, I think just, I think if you, if you make that foul in the box and you, you give it away, then personally, I'm going to go to the FPL, uh, you know, people up there and be like, right. Yeah. You're in the perfect position to do yeah. so. Let's get, that, let's get that in for 2021. <laughs> um, right, do you want to grab another number? We got, we got two and four left. Let's go number two. Okay, this is a good one. You, you should know the answer to this as well. Who would win in a fight between Scott Parker and Frank Lampard? My, head, my heart says Frank Lampard, but my head's saying Scott Parker. You can go dirty. I, I, it looks like it could be. Yeah, yeah like, I think, yeah. <laughs> Lampard's too nice, isn't he? Yeah. And he's got that little bit. I think this season he's shown a little bit of like, you know, when we've seen on the touchline between him and Klopp and, yeah. and, and stuff like that and like the little comments towards Jose. But I think, yeah, I think Scott Parker, I think he's got a bit of, bit of something about him that, you know, he, he, unfortunately... He'd beat Frank Lampard in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I think when he was playing, you could see that he could get yeah, rattled and get a little yeah, bit Get proper bit stuck spiky. in as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so they're related as well. We were discussing this the other week, weren't we, Rich? They're kind of loosely related. Oh, are they? What, what? Hang on, I, I can't remember if this was a misnomer or not though, Rob. I think... Oh, <laughs> isn't... Uh, there's something to do with Harry Arter as well, I believe, isn't it? Um, oh, Harry Arter, Scott Parker's married to Harry Arter's sister, is that it? Yeah, I thought. I don't know what it's got to do with Frank Lampard, but we'll find out. We'll do. We'll, do we'll find out. We'll find They're out. both. Yeah. We, 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 we were I didn't know that. We talked a bit this season about how all the managers have got a bit more handsome with the injection of the likes of Parker and Lampard, and and we're getting yeah. older. I think that's the problem. <laughs> Maybe that's it, yeah. yeah. A lot of them are younger than us now, which is a bit depressing. But <laughs> hey, moving on, that leaves us one question yes. left, which uh, is... Question, okay, well, we sort of... Yeah, Number this is four, sort of... Isn't it? T- it ties into something we talked about a minute ago, but if you could add a fourth chip to FPL, what would it be? Ooh. And, and this this kind of goes back to something, I think it was an idea of yours, wasn't it, Rob, that you, you liked the idea of having a, being able to select a manager for one week as a chip. 
yeah or your manager gets points or something yeah um based on their results yeah i think will might have thrown that into the mix yeah that's quite a good idea oh god this is hard and that is a tricky one. we had another one where we said um, um double captain one week you could have double captain so instead of captain and vice captain you had two players instead of double that was oh, our, you had two active captains yeah that was our other one i think we threw into the mix because they used to be a different one didn't they didn't they used to be all out attack i don't know if you remember that where you could yeah and you could just oh, play yeah. yeah like seven yeah all your attackers yeah, I liked all that attack. That was a good chip. Yeah, uh, so did I. Didn't disappear that long ago, did it? What about um, I don't know what you call it, but basically free tinkering. So you know, when you got like twenty points on your bench mid game week, you can just you have the freedom <gasps> to tinker. Well, That's that clever. I often I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> My bench. To answer the question for you. No, that's that's a really good. My bench is never good enough to, to, to do that. Usually, I've got about six points on my bench from everyone. Um, but I like that idea. You've answered it for me, but that's a great answer, and yeah. I don't think I can come up with yeah. anything better. That's so much better than free hit as well, Rob, isn't it? You can just go. Free oh, do you know what? Just, free hit. It's a bit whack, isn't it? Free hit doesn't even like. I feel like sometimes it doesn't even pay off because, like, you might change it for like a double game week where where a few clubs have a double game week, but then later on in the season, you're going to have the players that did the clubs that didn't have a double game. So it's just like, for one, I don't know. I don't, I was going to use it earlier on in the season, yeah. but I bottled it completely. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I always so. think like, just save it until like the latter, latter stage of the season when it's probably not going to make that much difference anyway, but yeah, we've got different chip strategies. I think from us, uh, Will, who's not, not with us today. He is a chip fiend and he tends to burn through him in the first part of the season. I have this just Does terrible, it? Yeah, always. Though not this year, actually. First time. Normally they're all gone by, certainly by Christmas. <laughs> I was hovering, I had my finger hovering over the Vardy triple captain for about, cumulatively, about four hours last week. I was like, do oh. I push it? Do I push it? I bottled no. it in the end, which I'm really glad I did. But yeah, I'm always scared of wasting them. But knowing, I feel like it's such it's such luck, like triple captain. Like, I know um, my one of my friends, Anita, actually I do FPL with, she triple captained Kane against West Brom and obviously that game was nil-nil up until the 85th minute and then he scored a goal so she she sort of got it like a little bit right but not like you look at last season when everyone captained Salah or Mane for that double game week and Mane went off injured after like 20 minutes or yeah I that think was. that's what I did I got three points yeah <laughs> so, but the thing is with I think the thing is with triple captain is that everyone looks to do it for a double game week but more often than not the big players only play one game in that double game week anyway yeah it's just so risky isn't it and I think you want to get, I think when you're in a position when there's only a, like, no, no, like towards the back end and this season, you know, from March onwards, I think that's when you want to sort of try and get ahead so everyone uses it then. But I do know a few people that have used it earlier, but I am not one of those people. No. <laughs> and um, well, that's it for our five side questions. Thank you for that. I just, um, <laughs> before we, before we bid you farewell, I just wondered how you're, what you're thinking about game week 11. If you, you I see um, Chelsea have got Leeds. That should be an interesting game. Well, yeah. Saturday night. Um, uh, that's a really tough game for Chelsea. Really tough game. game. Well, yeah. yeah, and like you just don't know what you're going to get. I think with this Chelsea team, I've got Werner in my team, um, and I'm keeping him because I think he'll be rested in the Champions League against Sevilla. Right. Um, which hope because I think he needs a rest. He's played so much, and I'm keeping him. Um, but that's a really tough game for for us. I think, and I think if listen on paper, if Chelsea play the way they do then we should get the three points at Stamford Bridge and fans are back. I've got Chilwell as well. So hoping he can get some attacking returns in that game. Um, 
What's your thoughts on Ziyech? Because I, I bought him in uh, the week after Pulisic got injured and it was the week after he'd returned. And I, I just, I'm sticking I with think, him because I, he's yeah. playing well, but not scoring. And I think like he, I think everyone jumped on him, didn't they? Because he got those two back-to-back double-digit hauls and he was, I mean, he was, and he his left foot is just ridiculous. And I think everyone yeah, knows so that. And I think in games where Leeds are, are very, they're not going to sit back. They did, we saw that against Arsenal. They don't, they don't sit back. They actually come at you. And I think that could work in Chelsea's favour um, with someone like Ziyech who can like thread a ball through the eye of a needle, literally like t- to perfection. Um, I would keep hold of him. Definitely. Um, I think he'll come, well, not even come good because he has been brilliant. Had an off game against Spurs, I think. Um, but I think that was difficult, you know, trying to, trying to defend, trying to attack against, 10 men like 10 men behind the ball for yeah. the majority of the game is quite difficult whereas I think game week 11 against Leeds will be an entirely different game and I think he's 100% going to start um, yeah him to Werner would be a nice little if Werner can take some chances he's sc- he could <laughs> he could have scored so many more goals than he has this season and his finish against Spurs albeit offside was brilliant um, and I think he's one of those players that I'm sticking with partly because of my Chelsea bias Um but I do think he'll score loads of goals. Hopefully, hopefully he'll get on the score sheet against Leeds as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. Excellent. Well, Olivia, thank you for joining us. It's been really nice having you on board and your insight and wisdom. We're, we're going to still call you an expert, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. For my captain this week. Yeah. 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 Would you like to introduce yourself? My name's Tilly and I'm eight years old. How are you doing at fantasy football this year, Tilly? And this is my first year and last week I was in the top 200. Okay, Tilly, would you like to pick a captain for my team? I've got um, Son, I've got uh, Rashford and Fernandes from Man United, I've got Watkins, Villa, and I've got Jamie Vardy. Who are you going to pick? I would pick Ollie Watkins. Okay, thanks, Tilly. Hope you have a lovely week. <laughs> ah. that's, that's brilliant, isn't it? Tilly, what a genius. Top two. Yeah. Okay. How many choices? I take it that was her dad. Give her. I mean, that's like, that's blowing my mind, let alone. Uh, <laughs> well, she, I mean, she, this is her first season in FPL, so she knows what she's talking about. So she, we should say that's that's one of our listeners, Mark Webb, um, sent that and he got in touch with Twitter. So if anyone has any young people they'd like to put forward for toddler caps and tips, you know, just get in touch with us on the social. Get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter. And on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Yeah. So Mark got in touch. That's his daughter Tilly playing her first season in FPL. She's in the top 200. That's so, you know, we were talking earlier about Olivia being on the show, being our first FPL expert. I think we've yeah. just had our seconds. 
which is and, which is and you should mention that uh, sadly or maybe not sadly but that was recorded before the Newcastle Villa game potentially has been removed from game week 11 but we'll work that out it might get played if it doesn't maybe we roll it over to, to game week 12 um, but uh, yeah that is brilliant and we should, we should do a little recap on where we were previously with uh, young Vincent in his den he had a, he had oh, yes. a choice from Richie um, regarding his captain, which was a choice. Who was it? Brunel, Brunel Bernandez. Brunel Bernandez versus Sadio Mane. Yes. How did he get on? Well, Vincent went for Brunel uh, Bernandez, who got 10 points, whereas Mane uh, came off the bench late and only scored one. So it's another point to those toddlers. Yes. So that puts them firmly in the driving seat. I think he they're now winning 6-3. The he knew. Uh, he so knew. Yeah, 6-3. Is it 6-3? 6-3, I think, yeah. I'm sorry, I was getting excited then. That's brilliant. Well done. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the kids um, are doing absolutely fantastic, so congratulations to them, but we will catch you up. Um, but we should talk about our leagues as well, Rob, while we're here. Let's yes. have a look. Obviously, we just spoke to Olivia, who was absolutely fantastic, who is currently mid-table-ish in our, uh, our All-Star League. Well, yeah, she's 16th, bang on, 16th, yeah, of 32. So, um, but... Up at the top, we have uh, a green arrow for our friend of the chess world, Magnus Carlsen, who scored 74 points to, to dominate our league. Um, there was someone who scored one point more than him, though. Our friends at FPL Take the Hit podcast um, scored 75 points, which takes them up to 19th. So they are, yeah, we had quite a few scoring in the 70s, which felt like a good score. Um, for game week 10 but Magnus is back at the top and he is his overall 39,000 in the world that's oh, impressive isn't it yeah and he's, there was a good article in The Athletic if, um, if you get a chance to read it and we can post it in the show notes um, that was about his approach to FPL right that was yeah just really good it's just very um, very analytical as you can okay. imagine from somebody who plays chess for a living yeah I should hope so too and yeah. How do we well, how do we get on in our punters league? Our punters well, league. Pun, punters leagues. Yeah, talking about how successful. Currently sitting at the top of the league is uh, Tuhid Raman, who is with his team Ronidrom. He he is uh, in the top four thousand in the game, which yeah. is incredibly impressive after a game week score of sixty points. Uh, so well done, Tuhid. You're in great company up there. Um, the highest scorer of the week. Though it was a team called Optimus Prime, yeah. eighty-four points, pretty impressive. Uh, largely driven, they got Mares in, Mares in, Captain Fernandez, their KDB. It's a big scoring Yoste, midfield. Yeah, that midfield is massive, isn't it? Yeah, pretty impressive stuff. Join the fantasy football hangover FPL league using the code Q4LH9M. That's Q4LH9M. Yummy, yummy football. Whoever wins our punters league, a reminder that you join the All-Star League next season to rub elbows with the uh, experts and, and celebs or, you know, musicians that are in that. So it's worth worth getting up the top if you can. Um, how are you doing? Do you get that email from FPL that analyzes your team? Because I got that today. I didn't used to get it last season. And they give a little breakdown no. of how you've done, what your average points were for the month. And I'm in the top 7%. In the of FPL, I was like, really? So, oh, blimey, this must be an elite mail out, Rob. I think I, I, think, I, I think I had to like re register for some reason this season, and it just clicks like, you know, do you want email updates or something? I ticked a box somewhere, 
And it's, it's worth signing up for because it just gives you a breakdown of what you did well and what you left on your bench, you know, and just sort of an average across the month. But I couldn't believe I must be in the top 7% just for the month of November because there's no way I'm in the top 7% overall. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Though. How'd you get on this week? Did you, did you get a big I score? I did all right. I, I scored above average. So um, I scored 66 points. And my, tra- my new philosophy, as I mentioned earlier, is saving the captain for the last three games. And that worked well because it was Grealish and it probably would have been Salah had I not done that. Um, yeah, and I got Salah, uh, sorry, I got Grealish in for Zaha. Um, so that's going well. I've had Yotter in for a couple of weeks. The the one that's killing me is Pedro Neto at Wolves, who I had previously and then got rid of two game weeks ago. And ever since he can't stop scoring and looks great. So Yeah, he does. In fact, Yotta, I think Yotta leaving has played a role in that, hasn't he? He seems to really come to the fore. So Although great. I do want, you know, that injury to Jimenez against Arsenal was pretty horrific and obviously we yeah. wish him well, fractured yeah. skull, but you do wonder that kind of thing can sort of affect a team, can't it? It's something yeah. serious um, like that. It can, and yeah, and I, I mean, it, I, I assume you watched it, being an Arsenal fan. Sadly, um, yes. It was obviously horrific, but it was actually a pretty good game after. I did kind of think, I oh, was this, you know, this could go pretty flat and, you know, no one's heart's going to be in it, so to speak, but... I think, you know, sounds a bit dark, but without Jimenez, it, it could favour those wingers at Wolves, couldn't it? It could mean they're, you know, I don't know, they're a bit, they have to be a bit more attacking because they haven't got the big centre forward anymore. But um, Yeah, it's a good point because they did combine Podence, Neto and uh, your friend Adama Traore. Yeah, his greasy arms aren't doing so well, are they, this season? <laughs> no, I mean, he's, uh, he's at FPL Kryptonite always. I've, I've, you know, he's one of those players, you know, you have that thing, the one that burns you every season. You always sign him the week after the double-digit haul and then he disappears, you sell him and he suddenly scores 10,000 yeah. goals. He's, he's one for me. I, I can't bear to sign him anymore. No, he's, he's almost... He almost needs to sign for Spurs and then it just takes yeah. the decision out of my head. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, <laughs> talk to his agent. I mean, yeah. so, how, yeah. how, so we're back to an 11am deadline on Saturday. It was a Friday evening deadline, but with Villa Newcastle going. And how, how are you feeling? We've got Burnley Everton as the early kickoff on Saturday and then it ends on Monday with Brighton Southampton at eight o'clock. What, what are your thoughts? Are you, have you got any power moves ready? Are you happy needing to change? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've got three Villa players, so that's that's a conundrum. I've got Watkins, Grealish and Target. Um, yeah. So I think Ollie Watkins might be the casualty because I've been thinking about moving them on. They've got great, they have got great fixtures. Yeah. If, if the, the game moves to early next week and stays part of this game week, I'll probably keep it. Yeah. If not, I might ship him out maybe for Che Adams yeah. um, or someone else in that bracket. I mean, yeah. I'd love to bring Yotta in, but, and I mentioned, we mentioned it with Olivia earlier, the problem is I'd have to sacrifice Grealish and he's one you'd want to bring back so you just lose all that value. So I need to have a little look at that if I can squeeze Hoppa into my team. Yeah. I'm hopeful KDB will come back big this week though well, it feels it. like it's, it's where set up the for goals it. are this weekend I mean it's well, Man, Man City Fulham looks likely doesn't it um, yeah I mean, 100% I think, I think Sheffield United Leicester will be interesting after Leicester losing to Fulham um, West Ham United will be a scoring game as well I think uh, West Ham probably didn't deserve to win at the weekend but you know, they ground out a result they're, they're looking dangerous and United Bruno's just banging form isn't he 
So I, I think Chelsea, that, that could be a classic 2-2, two, two, Rob. Yeah, I think it could be. And I think Chelsea Leeds could be up there. I, you know, it pains me to say it, but I've really enjoyed watching Leeds this season. They're so positive. They're, they're, they're chasing games. They're not settling for draws against bigger teams. And they're, they're playing decent football. Um, you know, maybe Who would you bring in for... From Leeds, though, that's the question. You know, we've, yeah. we've, we've made our feelings about Patrick Bamford known. Yeah, Pete um, Bamford. The, the Brazilian winger, Rafinha, looked really good. I know he scores the other day, but he looked very lively in that game. He, I mean, maybe leave it for one more week because after that, they've got West Ham, who I know are in form, but a bit leaky at the back. Then they got Newcastle. Then they go to Man United. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I've got Dallas, who you know ends up on my bench a lot but does score so maybe that's not a bad shout we talked about having a good bench um yeah, yeah. luke hayling's been getting forward a lot as well yeah he gets forward a lot there is it Kilich? Klitsch? yeah Klitsch. he gets in a lot of decent positions um you know i, I don't know i just think they look they're what they're a team to watch they could i think we mentioned it in our first episode of this season about the, the promoted teams and they could be what sheffield united were last season there's a few bargains in there and they could upset a few big teams. That's an interesting segue into Sheffield United this season, who uh, <laughs> look diabolical. And I, I really fancy Leicester to bounce back pretty big against them after that disappointing result against Fulham. Yeah. I think, you know, back, back Vardy. How are you feeling about Arsenal? Oh, pretty terrible. <laughs> pretty, pretty terrible. And I, there's, there's a lot of problems in the squads, um, largely in midfield, and I just, you know, which is affecting the attack and yeah. the defence. And, and we just, you know, it, it's that horrible scenario where your team's not scoring goals, but you are conceding goals. It's just everything you don't want, really. So I think, and Spurs are sham packs full of confidence yeah I know they, they weren't very expansive against Chelsea but it was a pretty disciplined and solid performance um, Harry's game, Harry Kane always scores against us so I'm not particularly looking forward to Sunday but I mean, you never know sometimes the big game yeah. the underdog I'll can just be the platform to bounce yeah. back I think and isn't it I, you know I don't want to um, further uh, you know urinate on your bonfire but Abamyang as a midfielder this season that was one of the most exciting things before the, it all kicked off wasn't it we were like oh my god that's going to be incredible he's going to score so well from it I think so many people <laughs> got him in put the armband on him against Fulham game one and he's just he's just looked a bit lost hasn't he it just looks well out of sorts like low confidence limited supply yeah. like not fixed position he's playing with different people either side of him every week it's, yeah I mean Saka has been really good. He's been, uh, you know, right. he's established yeah. himself in the first team. But like, William has stunk the house out since that Fulham game. Pepe <laughs> has shown moments of madness and the odd flash of brilliance. And I don't know, it's, it's a tough one. Arteta's got a job on his hands, really finding his core group of players in that squad. Yeah, I think you're right. Muddle through to January, I think, is the, ma- the, the mandate for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, well, I wish you all the best. Although we're in a we're in quite a nice little cluster, me, you and Will, aren't we? We're all fairly fairly close. And um, we should say to listeners, thank you for listening. Get in touch with any correspondence. Thanks again to Olivia for joining. And uh, we'll be back in the next couple of weeks. We're finally going to drink beer or and probably some other horrible concoction that Jamie Vardy enjoys. Come <laughs> yeah. on, similar. Um, and we're going to have a Christmas special soon with a special guest and have a few drinks so yeah that'll be really good fun I'm looking forward to that
join us for that. But thanks for listening and we'll be back soon. Yeah, speak to you soon, guys. Bye. Bye. Review my daddy's podcast so he doesn't get.